Oh my God, you made it. It's another episode of We Did That Shit. I'm Maya. And I'm Babi. Maya, are you laughing again? I am laughing again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it's the before conversations that just always has me going. But anyway, listen, this is episode number 15 for us. We made it to 15 episodes. 15 weeks, like in a row? Mm-hmm. Even with all the stuff we do all day, every day? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's dedication. Now I can't even, mm. That's, you know what? Because I haven't, look. <laughs> that goes to show that if you want to do something, you can get it done. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I was just thinking earlier today, I haven't been dedicated to something straight for 15 weeks since I was in college. And that was a half-assed dedication, but I graduated. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. That just, that just goes to show something's important. Can't make excuses. You just get it done. We did that mm-hmm. shit. We did that shit. <laughs> but how that. was your week? <laughs> um, yeah, my week was okay. I, had, I mean, I'm still living. It's springtime. The weather is trying to get there. You know, I have allergies. My allergies are acting up, so that means we're getting there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a busy time. It's the end of the semester. You know how you're just frantically trying to finish everything that you should have done when the semester Mm -hmm. first started and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I am. Okay. You know, it was an okay week, but I'm still here. How was your week? My week was pretty good. I um, spent time with you, you know, the family thing. Um, We spent time for the holidays and all that good stuff, and, it was fun. We had a great time. It's always good to be with family. And yeah. um, it was some interesting things that happened. I, I I feel like our holiday was almost like a show topic. So maybe that might be our next show topic. We'll save that. But other than First that, of all, week was, it was definitely, definitely, definitely a show topic. Yeah, I, I'm thinking so, too. <laughs> so um, we'll save that for the next time. But other than spending time with y'all, with the family, my week was slow, work, errands, and then, you know, I sat in traffic for six hours. It usually takes me three hours to get home. It took me six hours to get home because mm-hmm. of traffic. Um, and, and, and it goes back to the topic that we talked about before, the hair. It all goes to show you what you would do mm-hmm. for your hair because I sat in traffic for six hours because I needed to make my hair appointment. And shout out to my hairdresser for waiting for me because I was two and a half hours late, but he still waited for me, and I got all the gray out of my hair. So shout out to you, Frank. And that was how my week was. Pretty good. Oh, all right. So what are we getting into this week? Oh, man. This week's topic is could you be married at first sight? First sight of that bank statement. That's funny as hell because you're not even like that. And so even to hear it out of your mouth is funny as hell. But hey, hey, you live and you learn. What they say the first time the first time you marry for love, the second time you marry for money. You know you gotta listen to the universe sometimes. That's right. right. First sight of what? You know. 
<laughs> we'll get all into the topic. This should be an interesting one. But before we get into um, if you could be married at first sight, oh, there's some shit this week. Mm, well, April is Autism Awareness Month, and last week we did our uh, show on autism awareness, and I shared uh, some excerpts from my story, my life, um, and the things that I've been through with my son, who's now an adult living with autism, and we received a lot, a lot, a lot of support and positive feedback from that mm-hmm. show. Um, so I really appreciate everybody. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you don't even know all these people listen, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you start getting messages on uh, social media and our email and everything. So it was really, it was nice. It was exciting, and um, I could really relate to what a lot of the parents were saying. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we heard from a father who had a young son, um, and he really related to what you were saying, Maya, when that, you know, parents have intuition, and mm-hmm. he knew that, when, you know, when his son was going through the whole testing process, like he really knew there was going to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's just, you know, he's doing the best he can uh, by being a dad. We're going to talk more because I want to share some of his thoughts um next week on the who did some shit but on my who did some shit for autism awareness this week i want to talk about the modified checklist for autism in toddlers and it's a revised edition it's called the m chat r it can be found on autismspeaks.org's website and Mm -hmm. it's a tool it's a 20 question tool that you can uh, just answer these 20 questions about your toddler um, and I would start, like I said uh, last week, when my son was going through the process, you couldn't get an autism diagnosis until you were five because you may grow out of those things. But they've learned so much over the years. Uh, children are being diagnosed earlier and earlier. So mm-hmm. maybe when um, your child is maybe like 12 months, one years old, you can use this tool if you think you see some delays or something like that. But it's 20 questions. They're just yes or no answers. And then at the end, it processes it for you right then. So they ask you things like, they ask you things like, um, if you point to something across the room, does your child look at it? Have you ever wondered if your child may be deaf? Does your child play make pretend or make believe with objects? Um, does your child climb on things? Does your child make unusual finger movements near his ears or eyes? Does your child point with one finger and ask for something or ask for help? Does your child point with one finger to show you something interesting? Is your child interesting, interested in other children? Does mm-hmm. your child show things by bringing them to you and holding them up for you to see just to share with you what the object is? Does your child respond when you call his or her name? When you smile, does your child smile back at you? Does your child get upset by everyday noises? Does your child walk? Does your child look into your eyes when you're talking to him or her? Does your child try to copy what you do? Does your child, when you look at something, does your child turn with you to see what you're looking at? Um, Mm -hmm. Does your child try to um, get you to watch TV or play with them? Does your child understand when you tell them to do something? Um, If something happens, does your child look and face the direction of the sound or look to see how you feel about what happened? And does your child like movement activities? And for all of these questions, there's examples. 
so I used the tool today, and I answered the questions based on what Jiggy was doing when uh-huh. I went to seek services, and we scored a 16. And it tells you, it says um, your MCHAT or risk score is 16, and this uh-huh. score indicates high risk. You should bring your child to a health care provider or early intervention provider for a full assessment. And again, like I said last week, I took my child to school for a child study team assessment instead of the doctor because my baby wasn't sick. Um, So I thought the tool was very easy to use. Um, These are things that I saw very early on with Jiggy, and I'm seeing that his risk was high then. So if I would have had this tool, I think that would have been really helpful. And if you score low, you know, it tells you, like, what you can do and you put in your zip code or where to get services and stuff like that. So I just wanted to bring that to the listener's attention, the M-Chat-R. And it can be found on autismspeaks.org right on their website on the front page. Oh, thank you. Very interesting to know, and especially because, like you said, services and um, tools like that are being offered uh, so much sooner now, and we know that early intervention really does help. So thank you so much for, again, last week for sharing your experiences with us um, and with everyone who listens to the show. And thanks, everybody, who's given us the positive feedback in regards to that episode. People really resonated with it, and we appreciate it. Um, Well, listen, my who did some shit for this week is on a total different um, note. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, (laughs) we got to talk about what's going on out here in these streets. And, uh, my who did some shit this week is is definitely going to be about fabulous and Emily. You know, fabulous I know about that. I know, I know about uh, that. Okay, I'm hit. Listen, listen. <laughs> now, this is what's going on in these streets. This is how important it is in the streets because she don't know my my lovely co-host, my lovely cousin, <laughs> doesn't really keep her ear to the streets, like we say, as much as some other people. I mean, yeah. she's hit. <laughs> I got nothing. She 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 got some stuff with me. We we from the hood. We we know some stuff. But yeah, she don't really be keeping up with all of the who's who's and the nose nose and everything. But if you know about fabulous and Emily, then listen, let's get yeah. into that shit. Good because cause I gotta ask you some questions because I know you know everything. But go ahead. Okay. Well, listen. I don't know fabulous and Emily B. But let me just say, I was very shocked very shocked when I logged onto my Twitter and I saw that Fabulous was being arrested for hitting Emily B. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. shocked on some like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Like this could never happen. No, it can happen. Anything can do, anything can happen to anybody. And anybody is capable of doing anything. You know, you'll think somebody had never murdered somebody and then find out that their murderer happens, you know. But Fabulous is like the laid back, cool dude, the rapper, you know, who talks, who's on social media. He was like big on Twitter back in the day with the hashtags, like the chick songs, you know. So when I seen it, I was just like, who knew you had it in you, fabulous? But it just goes Mm. to show you, you don't know what's happening behind people's clothes doors like you really don't know you people idolize these people like oh they got the perfect little situation they got the cutest little family meanwhile he beating her ass because so let me back up i seen it on twitter that 
he was arrested for domestic violence. And I was like, oh, this is crazy as hell. So you you get the different people's opinions because that's what Twitter is. It's a bunch of opinions. So it was like, nah, not fabulous. He didn't do that. Somebody making this up, blah, blah, blah. A couple days later or a day later, you see TMZ came out with a video of him all crazy acting in front of their house. Somebody, I guess it was Emily's, Emily B's brother holding the father back. Mm-hmm. Fabulous's bodyguard was holding him back. And Emily mm-hmm. B was ducking, trying to videotape the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, like I said, I didn't initially say, oh, my God, I don't think this happened because, again, anybody is capable of anything. So when I seen Fabulous was arrested for beating Emily B's ass, I was like, Okay, well, fabulous is B Emily B's ass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I seen the video, it did not show him hitting her, but it right. did show. Okay, it didn't show him hitting her. However, the way that that girl was flinching down when he was walking towards her, the way that she was running, she was scared. That mm-hmm. wasn't some. This hasn't happened before. Not to me. Let me just oh. say that. On that video, nothing, mm -mm. to me, this Mm -hmm. is my opinion. My -hmm. opinion about that video was he didn't either holler at that girl before on some enraged, I'm coming toward you. I might not have, like, backhanded you, but Mm -hmm. I raised my hand to you. Because Mm -hmm. you know how children, when you go to spank your kids and you Mm -hmm. raise your hand back, they flinch Mm -hmm. Mm because they don't want to get hit. Or because mm-hmm. they got hit before. You know, you mm-hmm. just smacked their little hand before, so now they know what it's like. So they're like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, don't, you know, here we go. You can really smack may, may me I, again. May I, right. And let me, let, let me just say this. Let me just say that because children, they exaggerate. Because I remember coming up to the school once, and I was, you know, Deja going to act a fool because she saw me and got the people thinking that I'd be doing all kinds of stuff to her the way she performed. So, you know, and I'll be doing well, all that. Well, they do. So I mean, they exaggerate. But go ahead. My new mm-hmm. baby, my new baby, when, when, when her mom goes to go smack her little hand, she'd be like, no, mommy, no. Right, no, right. Mommy. Like, I right. said, damn, they probably think you were in your childhood. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But so we do know that. However, Emily yeah. B is not a kid. I just use that as mm-hmm. an example. She's a grown-ass woman. And no grown-ass mm-hmm woman when you raise your hand up is flinching in the mat she was crouching down like oh my goodness not again that's mm-hmm. what i seen in the video mm-hmm. come on yes. come on my that's what yeah. i saw in the video now uh-huh. i'm not saying that to say we don't know what goes on behind closed doors i'm not saying mm-hmm. that to say that it's proven that fabulous is over there whipping that ass i'm not saying mm-hmm. that however the way that she ran when he was coming toward her just mm-hmm. indicated to me it felt through the video it felt like she's mm-hmm. been through this before Mm. And I don't know if it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, but something abusey has happened. <laughs> and that's not a word, but that's the word that I'm using today. <laughs> something abusey has happened between them before. And he was like coming toward her like, what the fuck you got him over my house for? And she was like, that's my dad. He don't even want the family around. That's abusey. That is something about that that's abusey to me. Okay. Okay. I hear you. First of all, I just need to know, 
who is Emily B? Is she somebody? Remember she was on the first season or the first two seasons of Love and Hip Hop New York when like when Love and Hip Hop first started? Yeah, no. Okay. So okay. You Emily might you, you not, might not have been watching Right to T V at that time. But she was on there with Chrissy, Jim Jones's girlfriend. She was like one oh, of the okay. people that okay. first started on Love and Hip Hop. But she's always just been Fabulous's girlfriend, but she's also fabulous stylist. She styles other people, she style K Michelle. I mean, she's a stylist. So she's that's stylist. who she is. Okay. But okay. okay. And this fabulous person, that's F-A-B-A-L-O, that guy? That right? guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, all right. I know something. Okay. But I saw the video. Okay. okay. And I don't agree. Now, that's okay. I'm not saying that they don't have a history of domestic violence or anything like that. because, And even, you know, whether they do or don't, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, number one, even when you're in a abusive relationship, there's always a first time for abuse. Number two, right. fabulous. I agree with you. He just seems like a laid back kind of guy. Like you know, it's I don't know him, so I can't say it's uncharacteristic. But it's like mm-hmm. hmm, you know, it's kind of odd to hear that about him. But you don't put anything past anybody because you never yeah, know. Yeah, because they be the ones. Um, mm-hmm. right. You never you never know. But uh, you know. And I don't condone domestic violence at all. But I'm thinking the way he was so mad, like enraged, and I'm just saying, like, they've been together all this time. He's been knowing her all this time. What's the issue with the dad? Something happened. Something had to have yeah, happened. Yeah, he allegedly knocked two of her teeth out. That's what happened. No, and she told her family to come over there and get the guns out of the house because he told her, I got a bullet with your name on it. Then he reiterated that to her daddy and her you brother. You didn't say that. With- you didn't say that. That's what I was asking you. Like, something happened. So for her, for even, something must have happened for him. To, like, all right. So now, okay, I get it. So that happened before this video that I saw on the TMZ. Yes. So allegedly. See, that's what I thought uh, I was we, all, we have to put a ledge, We have to put a ledge on all of this. Allegedly, a couple days prior, before he was arrested, or that Sunday or something like that, he they got into a fight. He punched her in the head seven times, knocked, punched her in her mouth, and um, knocked two of her teeth out. They were so bad that they had to come out, like her teeth. Two of her teeth. So you and, didn't say none of that. Okay, well, I didn't get to that. But anyway, that's but that what was happened. first. Okay, yeah. well, that happened first. And then when you see the video, it's, I guess that day it was when he turned himself in, but that was the reason why. So we don't know what happened, why they even got into the fight for for the seven, I mean, for him punching her in the head seven times, allegedly. We don't know nothing that happened before that. But according to the police report, that's what happened. He punched her in her head seven times and punched her in her mouth all hard that two of her teeth had to come out. And then she feared for her life. He had weapons in the house. She called her dad and her brother to come over to get the weapons out of the house because he threatened her. He, like, sent her a text message that said he was going to shoo her or he was so mad he felt like he could knock her out with a baseball bat, something to that effect. And so she called them to come over there to get the gun. So when you seen the video, that's why he like, what you got him over my house for? That's her father and her brother, men in her life. They're protecting her. They came over. 
He's pissed. I, the, mm. the video just felt like this ain't my first time on this rodeo to me. I'm sorry. It just felt well, like first that. First of all, first of all, I thought I knew what was going on, but you, I didn't know none of that beginning. I, I, I just, I thought when when I, they talked about the video, when I looked at the video, I thought they was going to show the video of them like him hitting her or whatever. I didn't know that that happened previously. But now mm-hmm. that I know, that's all I'm saying. Why the hell you ain't leave? Like, I'm not bringing my dad well, back. Well, a lot of people. I'm not bringing my dad all, a back. A lot of people I'm not, don't leave. Yeah, I know, that, I know that the domestic violence victims don't leave and all that. Kind of, I don't understand all of that. This is what I'm not saying that. I'm talking about if somebody, he called you, talk about he going to kill you. Why are you inviting your dad and brother over to get the guns? Why don't you just leave the house? Like without, and you don't well, have her to dad go. and you her brother could have said, but her dad and her brother could have said, "You come on, get your stuff, leave." And she could right. have been like, "No, I just want you to get the guns out of the house, whatever the case yeah, is." Yeah, that was dumb. You know, that was dumb. Yeah, but that what was, I'm saying that was dumb. is this: and if they that, whether they, it was dumb or not, a lot of people who are getting abused do not leave. You know, he is the provider. I'm not saying Emily B don't got her own money, but. Right. He probably is more of the right, but he probably is more of the provider. You, he probably is a good father. You know, you thinking about your kid. Oh, I don't want to leave. We'll take the kids. I mean, it's a lot of things that go into abuse. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said this don't seem like their first little go, go around. The the fact that the father was that upset, not like that, because if I called my brother and my father and said that a motherfucker was punching me upside my head, they'd probably be that mad, too, even if I told them it was the first time. You know what I'm saying? I'm Especially saying, if it was if the I, first time because... And brothers on some situation like that, that stuff would not have went down. I don't care if it was the first time, second time, third time. If I called them, it would not have went down like that. Like there would be nothing I could do to control my dads and my brothers. Like, yeah, like, mine either. However, like People also, it's hard to, it, it, listen, to, for us, I couldn't imagine somebody beating me up. I, I just couldn't imagine it. And I, I surely couldn't imagine laying with them or staying with them after that. However, mm-hmm. we're not victims of domestic violence. So we don't know mm-hmm. what goes through the minds of victims of domestic violence, you know. And my thing is, whether it's the first time or the this is your final time and now you're at your wit's end, no matter what it is, it's like, it, you know, Emily B, sorry that you're going through this if you're going through this. And then mm-hmm. Fabulous, like, if you are out there abusing somebody, like, you better take your cool ass somewhere and sit down because, like, this is crazy, you know. But it'd be the cool ones, the ones, because, you know, most abusers, I'm not calling that this is all alleged. I'm not necessarily calling Fabulous an abuser because we don't know what happened. But a lot of abusers, they just, like, everybody loves them. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, some about him, like, you know, got great personality. I can't even believe that he would do something like that. Maybe the ones whipping your ass in the dark. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah I well. just thought, I mean, the situation is crazy. If, if fabulous, if you whip it, Emily B's ass, get some help. And Emily B, if you getting your ass with Lee, ch- child, you got kids. Like, you know, set an example for your ch- for your children. You know, mm-hmm. don't let your sons think that it's okay to do this and don't think that your daughter is – um, don't let your daughter um, think that it's okay to accept this. You know, I just think that the whole in, um, situation is interesting, and we'll, we're we're going to go ahead and get off of it. But social media is a mug because let me tell you something: the court of public opinion, you're guilty whether you're guilty or not. Well, first of all, her teeth is out, so I mean something happened. Yeah, yeah, and then, and that's what I'm saying. 
That's my yeah, point. She ain't just knocking her own damn teeth out, and she ain't just flinching for nothing. I don't know about the flinch, but I mean, I don't think she mm-hmm. gonna knock he was very ag- he know. was very aggressive with his little ass when he got out of the um when he got out of the van. And then this is another thing. Well, this is when be he my got last out the thing. truck. When he got out the truck, that was already after her. He knocked her teeth out, right? Yeah. So that was that could have you know that caused the flinching because now she really know that he's capable of really doing something, but that just happened. You know what I mean? Well, it ain't just happened like like a, a hour before. Not, I I, but it, it, even if it was within the week, what I'm saying was it's still yeah, fresh. Yeah. It was still yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. probably why she was flinching. You know, it might not have been flinching from years and years of abuse, but it, you know, she oh. was flinching because, like, oh, just the other day he knocked both my teeth out. Let me run away. Listen, you know? if you knock my teeth out the other day, if you raised your hand up like you was going to smack me, but you didn't, you've been abusing me for all of our relationship. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you raise your voice and you get so upset about something that you raise your hand up like I could smack the shit out of you right now, if that thought goes through your mind, you've been abusing me the whole time we've been together. This whole thing, this whole damn situation has been a lie, and I've been abused. And now I got to go to, like, counseling because of it. That's how I feel. Right, right. yeah. Mm. Um, mm. It's mm. crazy. It's crazy what people go through. But again, like seek help, you know. And if you are in a domestic violence situation, if you are the abuser or the abusee, like seek help. And um, like mm, say it ain't so fabulous. But mm. we'll see how this all plays out because it's going to play out. So, child, so let's just. Mm. Our topic is like, will you get married at first sight? Now I'm listening to this. Like hell to the now. <laughs> Right. You never know who the hell you out here marrying. But no, no. Let's go ahead and dive into our topic on that um, note, our topic for this week. Could you be married at first sight? I thought I could, but I don't know now. Yeah, it's Um, it's looking on the up and up. (laughs) It's not funny, though, but... Okay. It's not. It's really not. But, you know, and I'm just talking about married at first sight, certainly not domestic violence. Right. But, you know, so married at first sight, um, you know, some people believe in love at first sight, you know. Mm. Uh, but married at first sight is a show that I watch. It is a TV Thank show. You. It's on, yeah, because I got, remember, did you get me into it? Did I get you into it? I got you into it. Yeah, and then I've been, like, in it ever since. Mm-hmm. And, um. <laughs> So it's the 60s, and what's it on? Is it on Lifetime? What network is it? It's on Lifetime. Lifetime, yeah. So it's you the used to be on FYI now. FYI, it's on Lifetime. right. It's on mm-hmm. Lifetime. So it's the sixth season now. So uh, the it's a it's a reality TV show, and, you know, we use reality loosely um, mm-hmm. because things are edited. But what it is is a social experiment. So there were three experts. Like one was an expert in spirituality, one was an expert in uh, sexual relations, and one is a, a Ph.D. sociologist. And they did a social experiment in trying to find people their perfect mate. And mm-hmm. when they first presented it in the first season, they had something like 3,000 applicants. And from the 3,000 applicants, they matched three couples. And they were pretty much like this 
according to what you said on all the surveys and all the interviews and all the site visits and all of this, you know, we feel that this person is your perfect match. And will mm-hmm. you agree to marry this person at first sight, stay married to the person for five weeks, at the mm-hmm. end of the five weeks you get together and say, are you going to stay married or get a divorce? Mm-hmm. So fast forward, we're now into the sixth season of Married at First Sight. Their success rate is a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's two couples from the first season that are still together. Um, and there's, I think, one more couple, maybe two. So from the five times three is 15. And we have like, so they're less than a third in success rates of people staying married. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but each year, each season, there were more and more applicants applying for the show. They went from 3,000 to 7,000 to 10,000 to 20,000. This time they said, uh, where are they? They're in Boston this time. And they Mm -hmm, said they had something like almost 40,000 applicants. So the reason we chose this for a topic is because Married at First Sight is coming to Philly. Mm -hmm. And literally when the news hit, everybody knows how much I love the show. When the news hit, like three people messaged me the announcement and application literally at the same time, early in the morning before I even got to work. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I thought it was funny, like, oh, yes, great, they're going to Philly. And then I was at work, um, you know, just on a brain break, and I, I looked it up. And they had the little initial application online, so I decided to fill it out. Oh, my goodness. And the last question, there's about 62 questions. The last question is, um, do you know of anyone you think would be a good fit for Married at First Sight as well? And, of course, I put your name down. Mm-hmm. So when you put my name down, I thought that it was very interesting because I sent you, I was one of the people right. who sent the the um, information, like, girl, Married at First Sight is coming to Philly. And and as a joke, I was like, we should pull it out because every season when we watch yeah. the show, we always say, we should go on there. We should go on there. Would you be married at first sight? Could you? And mm. now that it's coming to Philly, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's a reality that we could be married at first sight. Uh, so we thought that it would just be interesting to, like what B said, fill out the application and see what happens. <laughs> what about it? It's so about what? No, if they no, call listen, us. Because they're not going to call if me. They call us. Well, they definitely probably ain't going to call me because. All right, listen. Let's not even get into all this. Get into these questions. All right. What we're going to do for the show is go through a couple of the questions that they had on the application, and then listen. You tell us: Are we going to be called for married at first sight? They ain't gonna call me. I think that it's but a reality I, that we could be um, chosen. But yeah, man, this is so interesting. The application was interesting. So, first question: passport status. Is it passport, passport? Will travel? Okay. Has, well, yes. Well, it's I don't. I, it's not. But they're not really asking us if it's important. They're just asking us, "Do you have one?" But I'm asking you, is it important? Yeah, I mean, we gotta get somewhere. But you could get okay. an expedited one. So if you don't have it right now today, I don't know. Let's see. You're making it complicated. If if you've never had a passport, you ain't my perfect match. I'm mad you. Uh-uh. If you, you never, don't got no passport. You ain't never been nowhere. Right. You're not my perfect. I'm just saying you're probably not. Traveling is not in your five seats, but okay. 
Well, first of all, the five C's are like the bare bones minimum. But oh. I'm just saying, married at first sight, they're saying that these this person's your perfect match. So I'm just saying, if a person has never had a passport, they're probably not my perfect match. If they've had a passport before, but their passport expired and they have to get it renewed or something, then maybe. And okay. if it expired like recently, because you had to have used it recently. But anyway, okay. All right. What okay. I put Next passport time. status is a yes. I would like my mate to have a passport set. I mean, a passport. Yeah. So. All right, next question. But you can get it expedited if we plan a trip, so go ahead. That's true. Next question, what is your height, what is your height, and what are your height requirements? Oh, yes, your height? Yeah. I'm 63 inches. Man, you know what? People always got to make it count. How old is your baby? She's 2,700 months. Like, (laughs) how old is your baby? I'm just saying, 63 inches sounds very tall, and I don't really first of all what is your height requirement is really not on the application people that is something that tall women always make up because they don't want to date shorty doo-ops anyway mm-hmm. but my i don't really have a height requirement but like if you're a man and you're shorter than i am um, you should be like getting ssi i don't know like you're almost like because i'm short so you know, for me to say I don't want to date someone shorter than me is, like, okay because I'm short. Right. So, you know, I'll date a guy who is considered short for a man as long as he's taller than me. Okay. Well, um, my height is 5 foot 10 inches. <laughs> I am a tall woman. I want to say that again. My height is 5 foot 10 inches, and my height requirements is someone that is taller than me. Like, at least be 5'11". It's not that much to ask. I, I, you know, your perfect match is 5'10". Okay, if my perfect match is 5'10", that's fine. 5'10", at least. Like, I would, I want you to be at least an inch taller than me, but if you're 5'10", I could go with it, but I don't want to, I don't want my perfect match to be somebody that's 5'8". I, I don't. What, I just don't. What if they five nine and a half and wearing Tims? That's like like are they gonna wear Tims every day? Hey, just not around the house. Okay, well, like then, at least when you outside, they y'all the same. I don't know. Listen, I have to pray on it. I just gotta, think that I definitely would have to pray on that. I have a lot of short guys coming at me, and I've tried to go down that road of dating someone that's shorter than me, and it's just like a block I can't get past, and it's a shame to say, but it's just like a preference. So moving on, I would like to date <laughs> someone that is a little taller than me. That's my, that is my preference. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> how, is, how important is it for you to be matched with someone from the same race or ethnicity as you? Mm, what did you put? Well, for those of you have, that have been listening to the show for 15 weeks, um, this answer is self-explanatory. I mean, it, it's just it's very important for me to be matched with someone from the same race and ethnicity. I don't date outside of my race. I just don't. I, you know, again, it goes down to preference. I don't date outside of my race. I am a firm believer in uh, black love. So, you know, mm. I don't date outside of my race, so it's very important. And I would not be on a show where I thought that it was a chance. I wouldn't be married at first sight if I thought that it was a chance, and like a 
small percentage of a chance that they would match me with someone outside of my race. So that's my answer for that. Well, I put important. I didn't put very important because race is important, ethnicity not so much. So I will date a person of color Mm -hmm. from, you know, another country or, you know, another ethnicity. I will date. Um, but it has to be a person of color. Okay. So that's, you know. All right. Next question was, well, we, we pretty much answered this. What ethnicities are you comfortable being matched with? I put black or African-American, no other. Well, I put uh, others. Um, I put everything except Caucasian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question. Do you have any deal breakers with regards to race, ethnicity, culture, or country of origin? Yes. Do you want to expand on that? No. Okay. No, I'm just saying. No, because I, I, won't, I won't marry a white man. I won't. I don't care what country they're from. And that's what I wrote. I said no white men regardless of what country they are from. I, no. Okay. They have to be a person well, of color. Well, I, I said this before. Um, I'll say it again because what I put on my application was I wouldn't do the show if I was required to be matched with someone outside of my race. I believe in, promote, and want black love i'm all for the black family so yeah that's just where i'm at with it okay mm-hmm. have you ever been married before i have i have not mm-hmm. next question do you have any children no i have adults oh <laughs> look at you being all technical um <laughs> <laughs> what i'm saying is they can get out you know if i marry at first sight <laughs> Oh, it's not for y'all to get a place. (laughs) No, I don't have children. um, I have adults. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have adults or children. Mm -hmm. And so my answer is no. Next question. Do you want children? If so, how many and when? Mm. Oh, you get me? You you, you know I don't want. When Deja was five, Jiggy was three, she was making peanut butter and jelly and cereal. That's breakfast and lunch. I knew then I wasn't having any more children. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Okay, so for me, I put yes with a question mark. The question mark is because, okay, I don't have children, Mm -hmm. and I don't know in my life if I'm going to have children. Um, Mm -hmm. The question mark is because, yes, I would want children. However, if I don't have children, I would be fine too. You know, a, a lot of women feel that they are less than or that they're missing something if they don't have children in their lives. Um, I'm, and I'm not that kind of one. I'm not that person. Like, I don't feel that I'm missing anything or I don't feel like a, um, something is, you know, wrong with me or anything if I don't have children. I just feel like mm. that's the path that God has for me not to have children and it would be okay. Um, How many? I always said that I would want to have two kids just because Mm -hmm. they need a playmate. So they won't have to play with you. Like kids, they want to play with you every single minute Mm -hmm. of the day. Like, Oh, we finished playing this game. Let's play another. It's like, let me have five. Let's play the five seconds of leaving me alone game, but they don't Mm -hmm. believe in that. So they need another kid there so they can have somebody to interact with, you know, takes right. the burden they off will of be you, playing, a little burden of you. They, but they will be playing with you until you have the other baby. You know, you have to have two, at least two, because I can't stand adults with only child syndrome. Oh, my goodness. It's so urgent. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Please have another so, call. And go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because I, I put it was free text. So I did put that I have two adult children and I don't want any more children. And I also put that I do not want to be matched with someone who does not have any children. No, right. Because then it puts I would the prefer pressure older on you. children. Yeah, because people always say, not always say, but people are like, oh, well, for two reasons. One, if you don't have any children, then it's possibility you want a child or children. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that I don't, I don't want any more children. And I just think something about parenting makes you a little more um, flexible, less selfish, a little more life experience, whatever, like a life experience that matches mine. So if I was old older and didn't have children and they were older and didn't have children, that would be fine. But because I have mm-hmm. children, I would, I need to be with somebody who has at least one child. Okay. So listen, I said on the question of when, like if so, how many and when, mm-hmm. uh, this is my dilemma. At the age that I am now, <laughs> it is. At the age that I am now, I almost feel like I have to be married at first sight and we get married today and then we start having babies next Tuesday because right. time's ticking away, you know, so I don't have the luxury. Uh, and it's not because I'm so old, you know, because women are having kids later and later in life. That's not the thing because I'm not even that old, but it's just like, I don't want to be real old trying to have kids. Uh, right. I'm already stressed out. You know how I am about the kids. You know, I'm all stressed out. Like, are they okay? Is something going on? Duh, you know, so if I had a child and I was older, it would really stress me out, you know, because they, they already tell you that your time dwindles away. The older that you get, your eggs is getting older. Then I'm like, oh, man, something's going to be wrong with my kids. So, so now I feel pressure to, like, have a baby tomorrow. I don't have the luxury of, oh, let me get to know my husband. Let's travel. Let's do this. Let's live this life and then have kids. Now I'm under the gun. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so yeah. you going to be like one of those couples on the show that be having sex on their honeymoon. Like, they just yeah. they go on I'm definitely going probably going to be that person. <laughs> well, I might be that person with or without anyway. one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's another show. That's another show. Okay. Next question. Do you speak any other language other than English? Um, well, I'm conversational in other languages. Oh, good for you. And I'm I'm lingual, so I pick up languages wherever I go. You do. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you do. So I, I think Spanish is um, my best other language. I wouldn't consider myself fluent, um, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly conversational. And mm-hmm. um, I, I also know American Sign Language. Um, I speak a little Siswana. Uh, I'm learning a little Portuguese from a friend of mine. Um, so, and I'm lingual, so I do pick up languages pretty quickly. So I could adjust to a person who uh, spoke, whose ethnic tongue was another language, you know, talk to their mom and everything. You know, I think I'd be all right. You're so smart. Um, <laughs> I speak Ebonics other than English. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, and hopefully you do too, um, right. because I don't need to say, yeah, you know, and I walked by him, he was living in a bandominium, and you don't know what bandominium right. is. Like, come on, you right. got to work with me, brother. Um, and for those of you that don't know what a bandominium is, it's like an abandoned <laughs> house. Okay. Right. And that's, you know what, that's really real, because I dated a guy. Well, I didn't uh-huh. date. Well, we went out on a date, and okay. he was like, all right, guy. But I just felt like, you know, during our conversation, I just felt like, you know, we met professionally, like 
Okay. You know, he came to my job for a meeting or whatever. And I just, you know, we're having a decent conversation and everything, but I felt like, you know, this guy's a little too stiff. I don't Certainly. know. I just felt like I couldn't be like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. we, you know what I mean? I just, and so yeah. economics is important. You know, I should have put that. Definitely. So, yeah. So, okay. I, I'll agree with you there. Right. Okay. okay. All right. When was your last relationship? Uh, four score, seven years ago. Our forefathers. Um, yeah, it was a minute. <laughs> it, was, it was a minute. So. Okay. I'll say my last real relationship was technically five years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a little longer it's, than that for me, but okay. Oh, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely say real relationship technically was five years ago. Okay, next question. How long did that relationship last? That relationship that was a while ago lasted five years. Okay. Five years. Um, That relationship for me lasted well over 10 years, and technically it was, yeah, lasted over 10 years, but it's complicated because... I had other relationships in between that. Really, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's and that's definitely the topic in another show. But yeah, well over ten years that relationship lasted for me. Next question: What city and state is your hometown? Well, you know, we're both from Camden, New Jersey. That's right. That's right. All right. This is this is a little bit more in depth question. What was your childhood like? Are your parents still together? How has that impacted the way you view love? Whew. Yeah, this is a this is a loaded question. This is a, this to me, it's a loaded question. It's like too many like things in one. But I don't one. believe in writing like all these long drawn out paragraphs about mm-hmm. my childhood was like a fresh grape on a spring morning. <laughs> you know, I, I just I'm not all into that. So I just. You know, I just feel like my childhood was fun mm-hmm. as well as challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are my parents still together? No, they're not. My mother is deceased, but both my fathers are still alive, and they've both been married for over 30 years to the same okay. Um How has that impacted my view of love? I don't know that it has. Because okay. my view of love is mostly spiritual, mm-hmm. and then I apply it to you know earthly things. So my view of love is spiritual. I think love is a choice. Love is a constant. You know, I don't think you can love, not love, love, not love. I I, I just don't think you can. So love to me is is mostly spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. and how so so that's the way I view love. That's you know all I put for that. You know, I'm not okay. so deep and all that other kind of stuff. You know, that's stuff we can talk about while we're trying to get to know each other. Right. <laughs> so what you put? So I put um, I had a good childhood, but it was complicated just because right. of, you know, um, I mean, a number of things. I, I don't even really want to get into all of the complications because then that would be another hour show. But for the most part, I had a good childhood. But like I said, it was complicated. Uh, my parents are not still together. Yes, they are. No. Okay. <laughs> my, my childhood was complicated. So, no, my parents are not still together. However, if you ask my dad right now, 
who his wife is, <laughs> she would definitely say my mother. <laughs> so my parents still love each other. You know, they have love for each other, but they are not together. Uh, okay. How has that impacted the way that I view love? The way that my parents' relationship is, is the way that my last relationship is. Mm, I need a gift right now. A standing <laughs> ovation, applause. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you have those aha moments in your life. <laughs> and when I think about when I was answering these questions, I was, mm-hmm. and, and this question came up, I had that aha moment. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. My parents' relationship is my relationship with my ex, 150%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They are not together. But, again, if you ask my ex who was his woman, he would definitely say me. And it does not Mm -hmm. matter who he's with or who Mm -hmm. he will be with. And Mm -hmm. that's the reason why a couple of questions ago I said technically my last relationship was five Mm -hmm. years ago, but my last relationship might have still been going on last week. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and it's not all some crazy things, but, you know, my parents, right. like like I said, they have a love for one another. And most of all, they have a friendship with each other. And, and with or without kids, they would still have that relationship with one another. And so that's definitely how I am in my relationship. So it impacts the way that I view or the impact it impacts the way that I view my relationship and the way I that I view love in a major way because mm-hmm. I always just feel like no matter what no matter what we go through we still are connected in some kind of way because I loved you at one point mm-hmm. so that's that all right so moving on <laughs> what does family to you describe your family dynamics today well you know us. Yeah, family means everything. everything. (laughs) Family means everything. I'm very protective of family. Our family dynamic is um, we could get on each other's nerves this Mm -hmm. hour and the next hour. It's like you want to get together because I broke my tooth. Let's get some food and some drinks and play Mm -hmm. cards and have fun together. Yeah, that's our family dynamic. We spend every holiday together. We have humbug Sunday dinner together. Right. Every, you know, it's everything is everything. Like, oh, you know, such and such got student of the month. Everybody show up to the PTA meeting together. Like, and right. and it's funny because it's not even like, it's not like family who lives in our house. Our family, mm-hmm. and that's what I put, it says describe your family dynamic. And I was like, my family is dynamic because mm-hmm. we have all generations, mm-hmm. you know, we have uh Cousins, this cousins, cousin, and like my mom's third cousin, their kids is like our first cousins, and you know what I mean. Like right. we just are all always together. So our family is dynamic, and we really do cherish our time together. We talk to each mm-hmm. other all the time, every day. Um, mm-hmm. So family really is important, and for a person coming in, because you know when people meet the family or come into the family, a lot of people be like, "Whoa, yeah." <laughs> They do. And right. our family is definitely like you're in or, or yeah. you're out. Or yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know what I put on mine? <laughs> I said our family is almost like a gang. Like if Ooh. you're in, you're in for life. 
And if you, you know, it's like, that's how it is. Um, that is not funny. Cause when I tell people, I say, I was like, you know, my family's like borderline cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how we are. But I did put on the application that my family is my everything. However, I make mm-hmm. my own decision in life. Um, my family right. can give their opinion, which they always will. But mm-hmm. ultimately, the decision is going choice. to be mine. Mm-hmm. So that's the family thing. Okay. Yeah, but you so know what? If the family don't like who you dating, if the family don't like who you dating, it's I mean, it's hard. Aura. It is. It's hard. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so how would you describe your dating life? How are you going about meeting potential mates right now? Well, how would I describe my dating life? I put, mm-hmm. my dating life is non-existent. I was stood up by the dude at the Wawa, <laughs> met the low level at the Wawa. <laughs> Me and the Wawa is not getting along. Um, and how are you going about meeting potential mates now? Yeah, I'm doing nothing. You know, I don't do the online dating thing. I just feel like um, I'm I'm not super social. But I did go to something like in February, didn't I? I went to the, to the event in February. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I met the guy who was uh, stalking me the whole night, and then he was like married. You know what mm. I mean? So that's why I pretty much don't do nothing. Mm. So that's that's all. You know, my dating life is non-existent. I don't meet potential dates. I tried online dating, had lunch with a murderer. That ended that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my life is in shambles. <laughs> Listen, okay, I put that. My dating light is non-existent because I make it so. Um, I'm definitely a kind of person that if people ask me on dates, I'm always like, okay. But then when it comes down to the date, I'm like, oh, well, I, I ain't going to that shit. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it is because I'm telling you, when I get home, I just be wanting to be home. It's hard for me to get back out. And, and I like certain kind of dates. I like breakfast dates or lunch dates. Like, if I don't really know you, I ain't really into dinner dates because then I got to think about all day, like, what we going to talk about. Then I got to think about, like, what I'm aware. It's just, they don't, don't block, block your That's right. Dang, I got to get me a guy that's kind of short and go out on a date. All right. All right. I got to put date. all of this on a dinner date. And then mm-hmm. um, how are you going about meeting potential mates? I I did sign back up for online dating just because I'll be sitting in here and I'm bored. So I'm like, let me go back on online dating. But then I'm always like, I ain't going on a date. So online dating is really like pointless. Um, Other than that, I'm looking for somebody to hook me up the old fashioned kind of way. But Mm. you see how that's happening. So how I'm going about meeting potential mates, I'm signing up for married at first sight. That's how I'm going about it. Okay. Mm. Next question. How important is physical attraction to you? Describe the physical attributes and body type you are typically attracted to. So I think instant physical attraction is nice. You know, Mm -hmm. if you meet somebody and you're instantly physically attracted to them, whatever, I think that's great. Um, I think it happens for men more than women. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if it happens, I think that's great. Um, However, if there's not an instant physical attraction, I really do believe that people – can grow on you. You can, mm, because when mm. you get to, you start having conversations with people, what grow on you, like mm-hmm. a fungus. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. you 
well, you start to de- you can develop feelings of attraction for a person based on mm-hmm. um you know like I like I like intelligence you know mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. somebody I can converse with that they'll say what does that mean what does that mean you know even though I don't think I use big words and I really don't mm. so um you know I'm I like intelligence with your ass. I like <laughs> confidence you know I like humor so when you mm-hmm. get to know a person you know you can develop attraction to them based on who they are. So it's nice if you have an instant physical attraction, but it's not really necessary. Okay. Um, and describe the physical attributes. I like dark skin. There's just something about, and I'm talking like, you know, any shade of brown is beautiful to me, but, you know, the blurfles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dark skin, white teeth, clean fingernails, mm-hmm. nice smile. If you're hairy, please groom, you know, keep that stuff under control. Um, But, you know, I appreciate Afrocentric features, full lips, noses, you know, Mm -hmm. all that, you know, strong cheekbones. Um, You know, I appreciate all of those things. So I think we're all beautiful. But, you know, I think complexion is something that that's like one of my things, I guess, Mm. you know. Okay. So, well, I put physical attraction is very important. Never let anyone tell you it's not. And the reason why I say that is because of this. When you see someone from across the room, even if I'm meeting you online, when I look at you, I'm looking at your picture. When I see you from across the bar, I'm looking at you. If I meet you in a grocery store, I'm looking at you. Physical attraction is important. I don't know you have a nice personality from across that um, room. I don't know you have a nice personality before you say hello to me on um um, online dating. I don't know mm-hmm. that you have a nice personality when you're picking out your broccoli. I don't know any of that. I do mm-hmm. agree that a person can, uh, I hate the term grow on you. That just sounds mm-hmm. so bad. But I do agree that you can get to know someone and that you can really mm-hmm. like them. And it happens mm-hmm. in an instant. It, it can happen in an instant. You know, a person, mm-hmm. you know, can be very charismatic uh, mm-hmm. They can be funny, all that good stuff, and it can draw you in, and you just really forget about uh, what they look like. But at first sight, at first sight, physical attraction means everything. What I'm usually physically attracted to is tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that's attractive, and, and I don't mean mm-hmm. attractive on some like. Uh, I mean, I would love to have me a Boris Kojo. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, but attracted to attractive to me, whatever your thing is, you know, whatever my thing is. Uh, someone that's tall, we know why, because I'm five to ten mm-hmm. inches, and uh, the dark is just because I just, you know, I love you light. But to me, <laughs> if you're black, you're good with me. You, you know, right. like, uh, you know, you are right with me, right. but. But just for the saying of this, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, that's very mm-hmm. straight and to the point. Right. Okay. I'm not, but what, I just don't, but let me just not, you know, team light skin, even though I'm not <laughs> really team light skin. But let me just tell you, team light skin, for me, Stephen Bishop, hey, if you're listening, oh, I'll, yeah. mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that's just like all I have to say about that. And I just want to say that, you know, jumper in the pump. That's his name for everybody listening. You know, it's a person that I'm talking about. Jumper mm-hmm. in the pump, I did not like him. He had right. none of my things, like none. Body type, mm-hmm. wrong. Height, wrong. Face, wrong. Skin color, wrong. And, and then, you know, when I first met him, I was like, eh, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
but he kept coming around and then look at him mm-hmm. all that time. So it can happen. Physical attraction, instant physical attraction is nice, but I'm telling you, it really, you know, people can grow yeah, on you. I mean, people but, grow okay. on you, but you like what you mm-hmm. like. But moving on. Uh, okay, next question. What are your physical deal breakers? White thin. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's it for me. No clarification needed. I just say uh, I, I can't do it. Mine is bad teeth. Mine oh. is bad teeth. I don't have to say white skin yes. just because I'm not dating somebody outside of my race, but okay. definitely bad teeth because, yeah. uh, it, I mean, oh, man, bad teeth. And I mean bad teeth, not like you got a, you know, like you got a crooked tooth. I don't mean that. I mean like bad teeth, you know. You don't have to what have about a mirror. Grill? But what about a grill? Is a grill What the hell is a grill? The grill, you know, the gold. Oh, grill, like you know, the grill. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm too damn old for that. And if I was young, I, uh-uh. Check well, we're from out. the north. We're from the northeast. You know, I think that's more of a southern thing, whatever. But, you know, they be having, like, whole grills. So is a grill bad teeth? Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. this is about out? what you like. Huh? Does the grill come out? Yeah, grills come out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but if teeth. I first meet you I with the grill, uh-uh, 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 that's like me meeting you and then you smile and you got the gold tooth in the front, uh-uh, right. Right. uh-uh, okay. so that's a, <laughs> no, okay, we're almost, we're almost to the end, what are mm-hmm. your top five non-physical qualities you look for in a potential meet? So every, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know that um, I have the five C's, which are Christ, character, career, car, crib. And the five C's are not, um, they're like the bare minimum that a, a guy has to have for me to go on a date with them. Because if you don't have those five things, like I'm not even going to waste my time. But for this okay. question, um, I wrote, number one, that he's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Number two, that he smiles. Because, you know, I don't like angry black men. You know, I, men with tempers and all that other kind of stuff. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of stuff scares me. Um, yeah, don't so be I like a man who smiles. Right. I like a man who smiles. Like, you ain't got to be all giddy all the time. But, you know, it would be nice if mm-hmm. I see your teeth often. Um, a man who's smart. Um, a man who's charitable because I'm very charitable. Mm. And that's what I put. So a gentleman, he smiles, he's smart and charitable. And, you know, because I put gentlemen instead of, because uh, some people say, like, manly man, but sometimes mm-hmm. manly men is that, like, male chauvinist kind of thing. But, no, mm-hmm. I need you to be a gentleman. Um, I need you to know, just know that women walk on the inside. I need you to know that you open doors. I need you to know that you carry the groceries in the car. I need you to know that you take the garbage out. I need you to know, you know what I mean? I just need you to be a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. All that. Um, I put... <laughs> I put sense of humor, absolutely respect. Mm. I definitely need someone who is respectful of me. I mean, like, mm-hmm. don't have me out on these streets looking crazy. Uh, wit, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want you to be witty. Uh, right. Confident, that's big for you. Mm-hmm. Confidence is huge for me. Like, yeah. you could get everywhere. I, you could look like Flavor Flav if you have the confidence. <laughs> You know that that you should have as a man, especially mm-hmm. as a black man. Yeah, you'll get everywhere in the world with me. Uh, and then my last thing is honesty. To me, you mm-hmm. know how I am. I feel like honesty is is and people lie, 
But when I say honesty, mm-hmm. because I, I lie, you know, it, we all do. Nobody falls mm-hmm. short of sin. But when mm-hmm. I say honesty, I want me and my mate to be honest with one another, even when it's like fucked up, you know, even when it mm-hmm. hurts. I, I want us to be honest with each other. Like, it, it, tell me what you got to say, what you got to say. That's just where I'm at with it. Okay. okay. Next thing. Next thing. What are your non-physical deal breakers? My non my non physical deal breakers are, and you know, number one, smoking. Mm-hmm. I hate, 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 hate cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Now, I can tolerate a cigar a little bit, you know, even mm-hmm. though I don't want you to get throat cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean a real cigar, not no black and mild, and not right. black and mild with weed. You know what I mean? No. Um, I can tolerate a cigar if you're a cigar smoker or whatever, you know, every now and again, but I would prefer you go to a cigar bar or whatever, mm-hmm. even though I don't want you to get throat cancer. So cigarettes, definite, definite deal breaker. I'm not going to deal with it. Um, weed, eh, you know, I got to get to know you because you can't be a weed head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like if we on vacation or something, or something you know, I'm not going to judge. But I hate cigarettes. Um, I'm me- you know, if they're mean or have a temper, definite deal breaker because, you know, I'm afraid of angry black men and I just feel like, oh, my gosh, I got to shoot him down like a mad dog because right. I don't know what he's going to do. Like, you know, I, so I can't live like that. Um, lazy, you mm-hmm. know, I can't, the lazy dreamer guy, you know, that's always talking about something but never being about right. something, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole, that's the whole unemployment thing. Non-Christian. Mm-hmm. And this is my thing about being, I'm a Christian, and mm-hmm. I respect, um, you know, people if they have a, a, another faith or something like that, and I, I totally respect that. But for mm-hmm. me, I just need to know that you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and um, that when the rubber hits the road, we praying the same way, or if I'm praying, you can touch and agree with me or right. whatever. Like, you know, I don't go to church every Sunday. You don't have mm-hmm. to go to church every Sunday, but, you know, I need to know that you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and I'll put liar in a theater because I can't stand a liar and, you know, with my job and everything about that cheating, they'll be bringing me nothing, whatever. Like, that's just right. I just cannot deal with that. Mm-mm. So those are the non-physical deal, like, deal breaker. Like, it's over. Like, get away from me. No, I ain't having it. Mm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I probably have a bunch of them, but my top three are no cigarettes. You can smoke mm-hmm. weed, but don't be a weed head. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> don't sit around like I, I don't have no mm-hmm. job. I'm just sitting around smoking weed all day, you know. But, like, if you feel like when you come home from a hard day and you want to love something, do you. Don't smoke crack, you know. Um, so I don't want to say, <laughs> you know, it's certain things I don't want you to smoke. Uh, don't mm-hmm. smoke meth. Don't smoke mm-hmm. heroin. I mean, you know, in these days and times, it's important to point all of these things out. So mm-hmm. uh, no cigarette smoke, no laziness. If I'm getting up every day, your ass is getting up every day too. Get out, do something. Mm-hmm. Cut grass, sell drugs. Don't sell drugs. Don't sell drugs. <laughs> Don't sell drugs. However, do steal cable. Steal like, <laughs> cable. You know, get, get be the box person that people come to to get the hookup. You got to do mm-hmm. something like pump right. gas. If you live in New Jersey, if you don't stand at the gas station, somebody will give you something to pump something. You got to come home with something. You know, don't Mm -hmm. be lazy, okay? Uh, And my top number one thing 
is no sassy behavior. Oh, no yeah. bitch assness. <laughs> no bitch assness. Yeah. You know. Oh, my goodness. First of all, oh. my husband, my real husband, I don't even know why I'm signing up for this because everybody knows that I already have a husband who is Diddy. <laughs> um, so, Diddy, I'm sorry, baby. This is just like some little thing that I'm doing for the podcast. But <laughs> he coined the phrase no bitch assness. And mm-hmm. no bitch assness. That's my top. Number one, you cannot have sassy right. behavior, and sassy behavior is non-manly behavior. Yeah, acting like I'm a not. bitch. Exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> acting like a bitch. No, I don't want that in my life. No, so that, that's that. And, 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 and it, I don't have to explain it any further. Because when you act like it, I know that that's a, it's a no for me. Oh, okay. Yes, that is not attractive. Exactly. Not at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen, we're at the final <laughs> stretch. We got two more questions. Okay. And then we're wrapping this thing up. Mm-hmm. This question, next to the last, why do you think you're ready for marriage now? <laughs> you know I left that blank. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting picked. You're not getting picked. I, I'm... Uh, it's not even about, um, I personally, I feel like, you know, if I get married again, fine. If I don't get married again, fine. You know, when I'm in my room and in my space, I'd be like, mm, I just can't even imagine sharing my space with somebody else ever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, then sometimes you'd be like, oh, you know, I could share my space with somebody. So um, I don't know. For, so to me, I really, it doesn't have to be a now kind of thing. Um, Any, you know, why do I do I think I'm ready for marriage? I think that if I was um, dating somebody and they asked me, I would definitely know yes or no if I wanted to marry them. So mm-hmm. you know, because I'm I'm know who I am. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so uh, why married at first sight? I would just like to be a part of the social experiment. I think that I can mm-hmm. get along with just about anybody. I think mm-hmm. it'll make for fun television. I think that you know, in the end, I would definitely you know at least have a friend. You know, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, and I think that's why that would make me a good candidate um, because, you know, I kind of, it's a social experiment. I would kind of go in with, um, even though I like what I like, want what I want, but, you know, you don't go in with all these expectations when you just want to be married at first sight. I, I don't get these people sometimes. So Me the hell either. Okay, yeah, like, so what did I put for that? Uh, let me just start this out by saying this really quick. I have never been one of those little girls that grew up to say, oh, my goodness, I want to be married. This is what I want my kids to look like. This is what I want my dress to look like. I've never planned out my wedding. I feel like what I have always planned out is how am I going to make some money? You know, that's what I've always right. thought about in my life. <laughs> I've always thought about, like, how am I going to make some money? Um, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be wearing business suits. I'm going to be carrying a briefcase. I'm going to be living in New York. I'm going to be working on, you know, Wall Street. I don't know doing what. But, you know, that's just how the fantasy mm-hmm. always played out in my head. Never, like, the married with 2.5 kids, a Range Rover, and a dog, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that... What I put on here is I would, I think that I'm ready for marriage now. And the reason being is because I don't feel like I would be missing out on anything in life. I'm not saying that when you get married that you're missing out on anything because when you get married, you're gaining something, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I would just never want to get married at an age, 
I would just never want to get married at an age or at a time in my life where I felt like I was missing something in my life, you know, where I felt like um, I hadn't dated enough people or I hadn't had enough sex or, you know, I hadn't had you know, just whatever. I wasn't, didn't finish my education the way that I wanted to. I didn't travel to the places that I wanted to. And although I haven't done an extreme amount of any of these things, um, you know, I've traveled places in the world. I'm educated. I've dated. You know, I've lived life. Mm-hmm. And now I feel mm-hmm. like I'm at the point where I could be with someone and I could, have someone come into my life where we would experience the next part of our life together. And I right. don't feel like individually for Maya that I'm missing out on anything. And so that's why I feel like I would be um, ready for marriage. Now, why I would do marry at first sight is because I told you what's going on with this dating out here. You know, the dating out here is looking crazy. So I would do marry at first sight just because what the hell I got to lose? I right. ain't never been married. I don't have no kids. I and I can't get a date. So like, <laughs> why not? Uh, and I think that I would be a good candidate. I don't know. I, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I don't know if I would be a good candidate at married at first sight. Because when I be looking at the you show, are, I be cussing the people out like you're dumbass. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, would I be a good candidate? I'm gonna say yes because I want to be good at everything. But mm, I would make for good TV. I know that. If Jesse, if Jesse made it, you can make it. Because you definitely yeah, be a Jesse. I don't know and, you. And that's, and that's the truth. That's the truth. You're straight. I don't that's know you. Truth. You're straight. Right. Why you want to be next to me? Get out of here. I don't, we ain't on that level yet. <laughs> that's true. Well, so we're at the final question, all right? And then we're wrapping this up. Final question. What does marriage mean to you? Describe your ideal relationship and your expectation of marriage. To me, for me, that was easy. Um, marriage is a commitment, a commitment mm-hmm. to being honest, to being trustworthy, to communicating, and being monogamous. That, it, it's a commitment. And um, faith and friendship are the most important things in a marriage to me. Um, I do believe in some male and female roles. You know, like I said, I'm not taking out the garbage. Um, and if I get married, like, I don't want to take care of the car either. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to get in the car and drive. Like, you check the tires. You put the gas in. You get the oil change. You do all that. You be like, take my car today because I'm taking your car to be serviced. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, and I have to marry a gentleman. I, I just mm-hmm. have to. I have to marry a gentleman. Um, so, and, and that's. That's what marriage means to me. You know, people say all these things like, oh, it's a partnership and this and that and all of that, um, and it is. But when you have when you have faith and a friendship, you know, you have a friend that's been your friend for years and years and years, and your friendship just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving, you know, up to that. Well, marriage is like that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that with a, with a stronger commitment. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's what it is you know, to me. And I think it's important because um, I think it's important, like, when you choose to spend uh, your life with someone, you know, I learned about marriage at a a very young age. Um, When my grandfather, you know, my grandparents are from the South, and my grandfather came to the North, you know, for work and, you know, better life and things like that. And my grandmom, she never came. So, when we were young, we would have to go down south and we would spend like two weeks with our grandma. And I mean, like she literally, she did not have running water. She still, she had an outhouse. 
she, you know, all, we experienced all of that country living stuff. And mm-hmm. she never came. And my grandpa asked her, you know, he kept asking her for years. And when she, um, when she, when he finally, he was like, look, I'm not going to ask you again. And then my grandpa kind of like moved on with his life. You know, he had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff and helped her raise her children and everything. They had a house and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they never got, my grandma and grandpa never got divorced. So when when my grandpa died, I was in the eighth grade when my grandpa died. And I remember they were like playing in services and stuff like that. And my grandma, they called my grandma and she was like, yeah, send him home. And they was like, well, Mom, mm-hmm. we gonna do th- we gonna do this, 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 and then she was like, yeah, send him home. Like, I, what are you talking about? Like, you know, everything was hers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just can't imagine. And that taught me that you know, people say marriage is not important; it's just a piece of paper and all stuff. And where this woman has spent like almost a lifetime with my grandpa, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, he helped to raise her children and everything. You know, she's a nice lady, and you know, I know her. You know, I still know her kids and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, when it's over, he got nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, wait a minute now. You know, so mm-hmm. that's why I've always been, um, you know, I got married young, but, you know, in the relationship that I spoke of that was a while ago that lasted five years, I was like, yeah, five years is a long time in my life. And I really did think that we were, uh, you know, but he wasn't ready to commit and I wasn't going to spend any more time with him, you know what I mean, investing any mm-hmm. more of my life into somebody right. who wouldn't commit to me, you know, so... Yeah, so that that's what marriage means to me. Marriage means a security, it's a commitment, mm-hmm. and it's important. You know, if mm-hmm. you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, it's important. Well, yeah, it, it, it's important to me now too. Bring him home. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 not my baby, right? You but yeah, so right. listen, mm-hmm. marriage. All right, so I answered this question: What does marriage mean to you? Marriage means to me partnership, you know, mm-hmm. um, and for that reason, partnership, it means stability and it means being with a help me, you know, mm-hmm. someone to help me in life's ups and downs that we can be a shoulder for each other. You know, um, I can't take my mom to the doctors. You could take her and vice versa, you know, a mm-hmm. help me, someone into my life that is helping me achieve something, you know, get through something, all of all of the something. Also, <laughs> for me, marriage means the ultimate friendship. You know how I am mm-hmm. with my relationships. All of my mm-hmm. relationships, um, no matter what, I'm cool with all of the people who I've ever dated long term in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's because what am I unless something like happens where you had a baby on me or you bust me upside my head or something like that, Mm -hmm. that's different. But if we go in through relationship stuff, I'm still cool with you because all of my relationships are friendships. You know, they Mm -hmm. start with friendships. I like the people who I'm in relationship with. To me, a marriage, a relationship, whatever shit is I have to like you, you know, like I have to like you. If, mm-hmm. if love to me, you fall in and out of, and I mean being in love, not loving someone, you know, I love a person, I love them for life, but I mean being in love, that uh, love where we always want to be around each other, we always want to talk to each other, that kind of love, that in love relationshipy stuff, that fades, you know, it comes mm-hmm. and it goes, it has its moments, 
But like is forever. I have to like being around you, especially when we talk about a marriage. I got to be with you for the rest of my damn life. The rest of your life mm-hmm. is a long ass time when you think about it. You know what I'm saying? And your life, and life is short, but it's a long time. So I have to like you. So to me, a marriage is an ultimate friendship. You know, an ideal uh, relationship to me is someone that I could have fun with, that I could talk to about anything. And I mean, talk to about anything, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter. I need to be able to have open communication with you, you know, um, no matter what the topic is. And I just need to want to be around you, you know, just in general. And the last but not least, the expectations of marriage to me is just someone being there as, like I stated in the beginning, as a help me, you know, not somebody that's going to take me down, not somebody that I'm giving more than they're giving, I'm somebody that's helping me and I'm helping them to achieve something in life, in this thing that we call life. And that's what I put down for that question. So out of all of these questions, you know, some of them were deep. I, I, I mean, even in my papers, in my application, I had a little bit more detail because I was like, now that I'm filling it out, I'm thinking I want to be chosen, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> huh? Good luck. <laughs> Make sure I'm on the list of the 25 people you invite to the wedding. Well, you definitely going to be on the list. This is you going to be on the list. Trust me. You know, <laughs> them twenty five people I got already in mind. See, I'm <laughs> now. Y'all know I'm married. Y'all know that I'm really married. So all of this stuff, take this as jokes because I'm really, you know, my love is really somewhere else. But um, yeah, I thought that this was a great topic. I, I feel like if we get chose. If I get chose, man, when I come back on the on that week's podcast, woo, baby, that's gonna be some interesting <laughs> stuff, boy. I tell you, but yeah, I I just thought that it would be interesting for us to talk about this and talk about um, a if we could do it. You know, do you think that you could do it? I think I let could. us know. Yeah, I, I think I think that it's a. When I when the show first came on, I was like, this is some bullshit. But now as the seasons mm-hmm. go on, it's very interesting to just see the dynamics with people, you know, right. just to see how they evolve or not evolve, the things that they argue over. Um, you know, you got to talk to people about finances, family, all that good stuff. And, and you only get five or six weeks to do it. And, you know, so it's just a question to think about for yourself. Could you be married at first sight. Mm, let us know. Yeah. Let us know what you are, what, 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 what you feel. Can you answer some of these questions? I mean, go online, pull up the application. If you're in the Philly area and you want to apply for the show, you can pull it up online, fill out the application. And if you get on, you better shout out this podcast and let us know right. and let them know <laughs> that we put you on. Uh, That's right. And invite us to the wedding. <laughs> invite. Let us be one of the twenty-five people that you pick to be That's right. in at the wedding. Your at your wedding. Yeah. Right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show for this week. Uh, again, send us an email at we did that shit at gmail dot com. It's one word. We did that shit at gmail dot com, and let us know if you could be married at first sight, or leave us a comment on 
all the places that the podcast could be heard. You know that we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we are on YouTube, we are on Stitcher, and we're on CastBox. Leave us a comment and let us know if you could be married at first sight. Again, look on the application, see some of these questions, and let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you think about our answers and if you think that we're good candidates to be married at first sight follow us on all social media platforms we could be found on facebook instagram and twitter at we did that shit again we are on all social media platforms facebook instagram twitter at we did that shit you can follow me at twitter on twitter excuse me at my my 13 that's m-y-m-y-1-3 and I'm at the Biamina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Yeah, so follow us, you know. And we want to just reiterate this. Subscribe to the podcast, but also listen to the podcast. Rate the podcast. You know, we need five-star ratings, especially if you know us. Give us five-star ratings. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. And we'll be here again, same time, next week. Remember. Be great this week. Do that shit. We Did That Shit podcast is produced and edited by Selena Singleton and brought to you by Wonderful Me Media. Wonderful Me Media, what's wonderful about you?